This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome to your two, well, <laughs> almost blew that one wide out. Wednesday, Rush Hour. Indeed, it is Bo Stanley. James Golden here with you on 77 WABC. If you'd like to be part of the program today, all you have to do is dial 800-848-WABC. I like my music to go on a little bit longer. It comforts me. Thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, what a day it is. We are now past vote number one, vote number two, vote number three. Vote number four, vote number five. Scott, where are we? Are we finished with... Um, uh, vote num- number six, and we're not finished, and you have it on the screen to your right. Okay, thank you. Whoa, baby. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much. Yep, we are uh, in vote number six, and still no change. Now, something historic did happen today, and let us start. I believe this was in... Vote number four. Chip Roy had this to say when he stood up to make a nomination. Let's listen in from vote for what four. Purpose, for what purpose does the gentleman from Texas rise? I seek to place a nomination for speaker. The gentleman is recognized. Yesterday, my first vote for Speaker of the House was for Byron Donalds. Today, I'm rising to nominate Byron Donalds for Speaker of the House of Representatives. Byron is a dear friend, a solid conservative, but most importantly, a family man who loves dearly his wife, Erica, his three children, has a proven track record as a businessman, public service in the Florida legislature, and now as a member of the United States Congress. Now, here we are, and for the first time in history, there have been two black Americans placed into the nomination for Speaker of the House. 
And at that point, ladies and gentlemen, something rare happened in the House of Representatives, a bipartisan standing ovation. Now, that, of course, doesn't mean that either Byron Donalds nor uh, 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 Hakeem Jeffries will be the next speaker. Oh, by the way, Scott has prepared Uncle Lenny, our first, our first Uncle Lenny, Hakeem Jeffries' uncle. And we're going to be, yeah, we may even get to that today. But, of course, it was just a good moment in the House of Representatives where, despite all of this conflagration that's been happening over the past day, now going into two days, there was a few seconds of of at least what appeared to be a unanimous sentiment in the House. In the last 24 hours, there have been people all over social media, former President Trump has weighed in, for Kevin McCarthy, urging support of Kevin McCarthy. And in case anyone is unclear where I stand, I said it on social media, I'll say it here. I'm not against Kevin McCarthy, but I am for a speaker that has an unblemished track record of being a conservative, not just when it is politically expedient to talk conservatism, and that's what I'm for. Now, in this past day, Carl Rove, who, by the way, Carl Rove, I consider a friend of mine. I've known Carl Rove for a long time, and Carl Rove and I have had a very friendly relationship with each other, and I know that that angers a lot of hardcore conservatives who are like, the Bushies are no good, the Bushies this, the Bushies that, and all the rest of it. But Carl Rove and I are friends, but I disagree with Carl. Carl came out and said, basically... The same thing many say, that it's ill-advised, well, he said it in a lot stronger words, ill-advised to continue this process. President Joe Biden has weighed in and said it's an embarrassment to America, makes us look bad. What makes us look worse than the Biden administration? What makes us look worse than leaving our troops to die in Afghanistan? What makes it look worse than having our borders wide open? What makes it look worse than having so many fentanyl deaths from people coming through openly on the border? So the embarrassment is Joe Biden. The GOP establishment in this country, ladies and gentlemen, my friends, are behaving as if they are American royalty. We only have one American royalty here that I recognize. That would be our very own Princess Di. But the GOP establishment, their friends in the media, and all of a sudden they have friends in the mainstream media, which never happens. When this is over, they'll go right back to hating Republicans and spewing their hatred of Republicans in every single article that they can come up with. But for now, a lot of the mainstreamers are saying, oh, we need Kevin. And by the way, that should be a red flag. But the GOP establishment is acting like it's royalty here. They hand the crown to their legislative firstborn son, and in this case, the legislative firstborn son would be Kevin McCarthy because he was begat by Paul Ryan, who was begat by John Boehner, who was begat by Denny Hastert. 
And let us go back and see why so many conservatives are upset with this. Remember every single promise these people have made you, all of these Republicans, all of these years. Let's start with one you should all remember. Oh, yeah, we're going to replace and repeal Obamacare. Remember that lie that they told you for years and years? Oh, just give us the House. We'll repeal Obamacare. They got the House. What happened? And then they said, oh, well, we need the Senate, too. We gave them the Senate. What happened? Obamacare is still the law of the land, isn't it? Remember how they said, these Republicans, that they were going to reign in the Department of Education so that it wouldn't be in charge of your child's indoctrination, that they were going to give locals the power back? What happened to that? Remember the promises that they made about protecting the American military from what we now call wokeness. Did they keep that promise? Remember the promises that they made to you, ladies and gentlemen, to each and every one of you, that, oh, yeah, we're going to get behind and find out what happened over there in Benghazi. What, they did a little show hearing. They did absolutely nothing. Remember when they said the same thing about uh, Fast and Furious? For many of you that don't remember that, that was that little gun-running program in Obama that Obama ran, and they ran it through the DOJ. A border agent of the United States was killed with guns that perhaps were shipped here from America to Mexico in order to supposedly so that we could track their movements with the cartel. Huge scandal. We were going to investigate it. Nothing came out of it. Remember that investigation into Hillary's emails? Whatever happened with that? Remember the investigation that they had supposedly into the Clinton Foundation and the money? Whatever happened with that? Remember the investigation that they had for this coup against the President of the United States? Donald J. Trump, remember what they were going to look into, how the Mueller investigation was spent all this money, came up with zero, because the whole thing turned out to be a coup of Democrats. But, oh, yeah, I remember Lindsey Graham going on TV almost every day promising stuff about getting to the bottom of it. Has anything ever got been gotten to the bottom of? We still don't have the answers for things that happened during the Clinton administration. How 900 files from the FBI ended up in the White House. And these Republicans are too feckless. These Republican leaders are too feckless and spineless to ever get the answers to anything. Meanwhile, Democrats will investigate. They'll release Donald Trump's tax returns. They'll go after you. They'll try to throw you and your neighbors in jail if you go to school board meetings and they don't like what you say. Republicans are tired of this crap. It's been going on for 30 years. Because Hastert, Begat, Boehner, and Boehner, begat Ryan, and Ryan begat Kevin McCarthy. And now people are saying, you know what? We want a change. No more just handing down the speakership to the guys that have been in charge all along. Now, I've been going up against it with some friends of mine. Or people that I consider to be, you know, I've, I'm, look, I, I understand MTG. I just tweeted something out about her 
uh, because she's like, would you all wake up? No, Marjorie Taylor, we're not asleep. I understand why people like Marjorie Taylor have allegiance to Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy defended her when the Democrats were coming at her, and I appreciate that. I appreciate she's in a tough spot, and she's going to be loyal to Kevin. I get that. But don't you dare call us asleep, Marjorie. We're not asleep. We have seen for 30 years the feckless, spineless GOP at work. We see them every time they come up with another one of these big, multi-trillion dollar deals that they sign behind closed doors. Nobody knows what's in it until after it's passed. And the American people, meanwhile, are out here suffering with the consequences of it. So don't you dare call us asleep. And Newt Gingrich, how dare you say that this is some kind of moral issue, like we're immoral to be going up your boy, Kevin McCarthy. You're doing all right, aren't you, Newt? You sold books. You sold websites. Your whole career has been selling. Stop selling us out, Newt. I loved you, Newt. I used to play your, I used to think you were the greatest thing since sliced bread. And all you have done now, Mr. Gingrich, is become a member of this inside party in Washington, D.C. that doesn't give a damn about the American people, that doesn't give a damn about how we don't even have strong enough Republicans in the House under this current leadership of McConnell and Kevin McCarthy to stand up and say the way that elections are run in some of these states is wrong. They're too feckless and spineless to even take a stand when Republicans are put in situations that they should not be in because of the way that elections are handled with this ballot harvesting, which is a scam. But you can't even get these people, they don't even have the courage to stand up and say things are wrong that every one of us knows are wrong, and then they're going to sit here and lecture us because we want to change? I will not be lectured by you, Newt Gingrich. I will not be lectured by you, Karl Rove, my friend, and you are still my friend. I will not be lectured by you, Marjorie Taylor Greene, although I like you so much. I am not asleep. We are not asleep. You are the ones that are sleeping to how angry Republicans in the grassroots are that we keep sending you people to Washington, D.C. year after year, decade after decade, and all you bring home to us is failure, one failure after another. And we are tired of it. WABC, Talk Radio 77. Louis Gomert is going to join us a little bit later in the show today. My friend, former Congressman Louis Gomert. 800-848-WABC. James Golan, Boston Early. We're coming back right after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. 
James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. Chicago brings us back on Bo Snurdly's Rush Hour here on WABC. Tell your friends about this program. You can stream. All you have to do is get the WABC app. Keep it with you all day, all night. We have great programs all day, all night here on WABC. So much. So much to be said. So little time to say it. Let me continue just for a minute. Look, folks. America is a nation that could once again be the light of the world. For many years, Americans showed the way. We showed the world how to transition out of evil into being a force of good. That evil was inherent in our own founding with slavery. We showed the world, even though it took us a while, as political things do, how to transition out of that to the good that our founders envisioned this nation becoming. Even at the onset of this nation, there was a deeper morality that ran through the core of America. We knew right from wrong. We knew as a people that what we were engaging in at the time of our founding was wrong and we did not have the political numbers to deal with it at the founding. It took a civil war. It took many, many, many lives and countless, countless tears and bloodshed to bring us to the point where every every single American could be recognized under the law as being an equal citizen. We showed the world that capitalism can be a good thing and that it can unleash prosperity like the world had never seen before. We showed the world that Americans were not a selfish people, that we would march over to foreign shores and help protect the weak. We have brought more freedom, more freedom to more places in the world than any other nation in history. And yet, if you look at America today, our cities are dying. Criminals roam the streets, thanks to the policies of the left. Instead of freedom now, we have a mishmash of so-called science telling people they better inject themselves with things that they don't even know will do them any good. But you're mandated to do it. Where's the freedom in that? Today, if you look across the United States, you can no longer trust the fact that if you go into a voting booth, that your vote won't be thrown out or denied by some zealot on the other side. I don't care whether you're Democrat or Republican. Obama said this, and you didn't pay attention when Obama said it. He said both sides play around with the system. And you know what? He was right. This is not the America that we want. 
We don't want our fellow Americans consigned to a consigned to a life of misery just because they live in a blue city. We want our children educated. We don't want entire generations and classes of Americans coming out of school indoctrinated, sexualized, not knowing how to read or write or participate in this great American dream. We want better for America. We want better for ourselves. And where have these Republicans in leadership been all this time? They've been silent. They could give a damn what happens in New York City. They could give a damn what happens in Philadelphia. They could give a damn what happens in Atlanta, Los Angeles, because they don't live there. We, the people, care about our fellow citizens. We want to see their lives improved. We want them to share in this American prosperity and this American dream. We do not want our children sexualized from the time they're two or three years old. We do not want our children consigned to a life of poverty because there are no jobs. We want a change in leadership. Every single time the American people are asked, is the direction of this country going in the right direction or wrong direction, except during the Trump years when things started to improve, the answer is universally things are going in the wrong direction. Well, how can you have change if you keep electing the same people to do the same things that have been taking you in this wrong direction for 30 years? I am tired of these Washington games. This latest budget that they strung out of thin air, we don't have the money to pay for it. We never did have the money to pay for it. When you talk about honest accounting, if you and I, American citizens, ran our businesses the way that these people run our business in Washington, we would be thrown in jail. They are doing FTX times trillions. We don't have the money they are spending. It doesn't exist. They print money with nothing to back it. And they spend it on the most frivolous things that have nothing to do with empowering people in America to have a better life. And now we're all supposed to just shut up because it's Kevin McCarthy's turn. Well, no, Kevin, it's not your turn. Now, if you happen to become speaker and you get enough people, I'm not against you. But we want a chance to have someone different in, and that's what this struggle is all about. And if it takes 100 votes before this man, look, ladies and gentlemen, in 1960, Cook County, Illinois, 2 o'clock in the morning, old Kennedy, Joe Kennedy, calls whoever he called over there in the daily machine and they rigged it so that cook county would decide the election in favor of john kennedy this is not we're not talking dominion here we're talking the kennedys okay richard nixon knew that this election was thrown and he said there is no constitutional provision for what happens here i don't want this country to go through it america is too valuable to be torn up like this I will step aside. We call that statesmanship. When you know you can't win, or when you know that the cost of winning would be too great, a genuine statesman steps aside. Kevin McCarthy is not a statesman. This is all about him, and he keeps telling us that. 
I don't care how long it takes. I'm going to do it. Well, Kevin, it's not your turn. Enough members of your caucus don't want you as their speaker, and you cannot force them. You're trying to. Your people are already doing these Washington bully tactics. Well, we'll deny you committee ships. We'll deny you this. You won't get in. We'll punish you. Well, guess what? It's not working this time. The American people are fed up with you people in Washington. They are fed up with you, Mitch McConnell. They are fed up with you, Kevin McCarthy. They are fed up with Nancy Pelosi, and they don't know it yet, but they're fed up with Hakeem Jeffries, too. We want a change. We want our birthright America restored where we can trust in our elections, where we can trust that if we send our kids to school, they will be educated with the guidance they need to carry them through life, not turned into sexual deviants. We want this nation to take care of her responsibilities toward the weakest among us and provide a true safety net without it being skimmed over the top from everybody that wants to get their beak wet in the political class. How much of that, those trillions of dollars that were spent on this COVID thing, how much of it ended up in people's pockets? How much of this vaccine money has ended up in people's pockets with these mandates? The American people see everything that's happening here, and we want a change. James Golden, Snurley, coming back after this. It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snerdley. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snerdley. Rush. Now, here's Bo Snerdley. Hey, folks, you can join the 77 WABC VIP Club. All you have to do, download the app or go to wabcradio.com slash VIP to join. This week, you'll have a chance to win a WABC leather jacket. Join the 77 WABC family. As every week, we're giving away prizes to our 77 WABC VIP members. Those prizes include live events, celebrity meet and greet, signed memorabilia, concert tickets, more. This week, one of you, a lucky 77 WABC VIP member, will be chosen to receive a WABC leather jacket. Do it now. Sign up for 77 WABC's VIP Club by downloading the app or by going to wabcradio.com slash VIP. When you do that, you'll also get a special members-only newsletter and be automatically entered for a chance to win each week's 77 WABC VIP prize. You can become a 77 WABC VIP like me. Martha Reeves and the brand and the Vandellas bring us back here. Louis Gomer's coming up. Let's get to some telephones really quickly. Let's start in San Francisco. And Daniel, Daniel, welcome. How are you? Welcome to Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on, Bo. Um, I just want to get straight to the point. Um, I think it's a great uh, action that Representative Chip Roy has taken to nominate uh, Byron Donalds um, as the House Speaker for the Republican Party, um, and I think that that um, that'll be a fresh voice for the American people. And if you've watched politics over the last twenty to thirty years, you've consistently seen GOP members being voted for and doing the exact opposite of whatever they uh, spoke about um, during their elections. That is exactly Um, right, Daniel. 
Listen, time's up, my friend. We're going to try to get to as many calls. But first, since you mentioned Byron Donalds, we do have an update on vote number six. Scott, what yeah, is after it? After round six, uh, McCarthy's at 201, Jeffrey's 212, and uh, Byron Donalds at 20 votes. So, uh, who's the person that's voting present? She's an Indiana congresswoman who supports McCarthy, and she did that in order so that the vote threshold will now be 217. And with that, the Democrats took their masks off and decided that was enough grueling labor for today, and they um, are adjourned. Okay, then. So day two, no Speaker of the House. <laughs> Thanks very much. Let us go to Manhattan. Detective Nolan, welcome. Thank you for waiting. Well, thank you for taking my call. Real quick, uh, it's my understanding that you don't have to be a member of uh, Congress or, or, or the speak or the uh, Senate to be a uh, um, uh, Speaker of the House. Is that correct? That is, that is correct. They can nominate anybody they choose for that position. In fact, Lee Zeldin got a vote on the first round, even though he is, um, uh, even though he's a former member. So, would you have any interest in this, sir? And let's make it happen. Um, with all due respect, sir, and thank you, I am very flattered. My answer would be an unequivocal hell no. <laughs> I'm not equipped. I don't have the legislative, but I don't have the temperament for it because I'd be, you, it'd be like, it would be like, let me see. Oh, it would be like Oscar night. And I would be Will Smith almost every day because, but you know, it would be ugly. I'm just kidding. I couldn't do it, but there are people who can do it. In fact, um, let's call Louie now. Okay. And we'll see um, whether Louie Gomer is there. Cause I got to tell you something. You're talking about a great speaker of the house. Louis Gomert would be. Look, Chip Roy would be. Byron Donalds would be. Uh, in fact, we have him hey, on real, the real line. Quick, real quick, Bo. Yes. They are reconvening tonight at 8. Oh, oh, good. This, this is a temporary adjournment. They're going to yes. come back. They're coming back at 8 tonight. Louis Gomert, former <laughs> Congressman Louis Gomert, my brother, my friend. How are you, Louis? <laughs> I think I'm all right, James. Yes, they're coming back at 8 tonight. Okay, Louis. And, this and, and James, let me just say. Your approach to what's going on is so refreshing. You're not out there to uh, just chastise and demand people who are really people of their word, people of honor. You know, just go ahead and go along establishment as usual. And I very much appreciate that. Thank you, Louis. Now, look, we could have did this in 2013. You tried yep. to do this, Louis. You went up against yep. John Boehner. All of us were saying we have got to have somebody to stop this madness. You tried to do it, and you had others that coalesced around you to say, okay, we'll do it. And then, like typical Republicans, everybody except for you put their tail between their legs and walked away from it. Give us a brief recap of that, Louis. Well, without going into too much detail, uh, that year we had uh, – 18 votes that we needed to prevent uh, Boehner from winning the speakership. And he had broken so many promises. And, and, and I'll, I'll give you an example, James. One of the guys, and, and people you know, still say, well, Gomer you know, tried to, to beat Boehner and he only got three votes. No, it was... Uh, Jim Bridenstine and Thomas Massey called me on Friday night before the Tuesday morning 
when or Tuesday at noon when we were going to vote on speaker, we had been trying, James, as you know, you and I have talked about it. We'd been trying for over a month to get 21 people. We only needed 18. We could prevent Boehner from being elected speaker, and we couldn't get past nine. For over a month, we were stuck on nine. And there were so many of the Republicans in the House who were hearing in droves from their constituents saying, do not vote for Boehner. And they had nearly all resolved to use the same excuse. Look, I, I would vote for anybody but Boehner if somebody would announce they're running. But they knew in over 200 years, nobody but the party's uh, official nominee had ever formally announced they were running uh, for the election on the House floor. That had never happened before. So Jim Bridenstine, brilliant guy, went to Rice, uh, in the, had been in the Air Force, a pilot, and Thomas Massey, who holds more patents in, in Congress than anybody, graduate of MIT, just a brilliant friend. The two of them called me uh, on Friday night before the Tuesday vote, said, Louie, you know, we've been stuck on nine for you know over a month. And, and Thomas said, and Jim had a brilliant idea. And Jim said, wait, wait, Thomas, uh, I, would you say that again? He said, what part? He said, well, I just love hearing a guy from MIT say I was brilliant. And anyway, Thomas said, the idea was if you announced, you could get more press than any of the rest of the nine. If you announced, then all these Republicans that have been telling Boehner, I'm in your camp, you know, and you promised me this chairmanship and I'm with you all the way. And then telling all their constituents, oh, no, I'd vote for anybody but Boehner if somebody formally announced. They said, you got to formally announce. Because if you announce, yeah, we all know everybody's going to hate you and you'll never have a chance to ever be elected to anything. But if you will just announce, enough of them will start hearing from their constituents, okay, you promised, Gomer's announced. And I said, that's an interesting idea. Let me, we're going to have a nine of our group call tomorrow. Let me think about it overnight. Next day, I said, okay, guys, I've thought about it. If it's just me and Boehner, then regardless of what you think of my intellect, uh, it'll be uh, phrased as being Boehner versus this crazy guy, uh, poor Boehner. But if one of you guys would just send out a, a, a press release saying you were announcing then I'll call Fox, and I'm, I bet you they'll let me on uh, Sunday morning before church. I'll announce. It'll replay all day, and that'll start putting the pressure on. And Ted Yoho, veterinarian from Florida, said, well, Louie, if that's all it'll take to get you to, to announce, then I'll put out a press release today. And so that was the agreement he did. I announced Sunday morning and said, and look, this isn't about me. Ted Yoho announced yesterday. We're hoping Dan Webster will announce uh, tomorrow. But this is about having a different speaker. Well, we came close. And I'm sorry, this is 2015. 2013 was when we had freshmen. And I'm telling you, we had a huge number explode. And we had more than enough. But Boehner went to work. He'd been telling everybody they'll never hit 10. When he found out that we were, we had had 
promises for more than 29, and, and it was 18 to what we needed in 2013. 2015, we needed 29, and we had about 40 people say they would, but when it came down to it, we got 24 votes. We were so close, and we were going to hold out, and uh, that didn't, didn't come to fruition, but because we got 24 Boehner knew his days were numbered. He he knew he always broke so many promises. He would never make it the full two years. Okay. And when Mark Meadows filed the motion to vacate the chair the end of July, it was all over, and uh, he resigned right after the Pope came, the day after. All right, we've got about two minutes left, Louis. I want to get to what do you think of this, this current struggle. What do you think is going to Look, happen here, Louis? Well, I can't forecast what's going to happen. But some of these guys have said they'll not ever vote for for uh, Kevin McCarthy. And these are people that feel like they were lied to and things were misrepresented and they would not trust. But a lot of them, they're saying, look, let's fix the rules so you don't control everything, which, James, is exactly what happened back in 1923. Uh, I heard somebody uh, on television say, well, you got to remember back in 93, 1923, the speaker actually ended up winning on the ninth ballot. It was only after he totally capitulated, he gave power back to the committees and individuals. These guys, one of the things that is very important, the speaker, there's a steering committee, and let's face it, the steering committee does what the speaker wants. Uh so they're wanting more people, more representative than the speaker's buddies on the steering committee. Um, and they're wanting either to have a chance to have conservative chairman or have the chairs of the committee not selected by who the speaker wants and tells the steering committee they want, but actually allow their, either the committees to elect their chairs or to have enough fair people on and by fair, there are a lot of fair people on the steering committee, but Louis, everybody I'm, has something they want. And that's what these guys, they're just trying to get a fair shot at having conservatives again that can do what they believe. All right, Louis, I'm out of committee. time here for the moment. Yes, we, we're we on the clock, but let me just do this. Let me suggest this, Louis. Why don't you okay. and I, especially for the insiders, because a lot of this stuff is in the weeds. Why don't we, you and me, just do a podcast sometime over the next week where we can get in the, as in the weeds as we can and take all the time okay. we need to explain this to people. And then we can also have you back here and explain what's going on in Congress. Thank you so much, Louis Gomert, my Thanks, friend, my James. brother. I so appreciate you. Thank you, Louis. Well, thanks, James. James Golden, A.K. Snurley. We are coming back to WABC Talk Radio 77 right after this. Don't go away. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush, rush, rush. Diego knows how to do this. He's like, this guy's in his stress. Let me play something that will calm him down. And you picked right. It's Minnie. Minnie Riperton, the voice of an angel.
Produced by Stevie Wonder. That's Stevie on keys on this. There's an album of rarities now where you can hear the early demo versions of this song, which are quite different. In fact, on one of the demos, Stevie is singing. The lyrics are just a little bit different. The, the, it's, it's a beautiful thing to listen to how this song evolved to what it became. But she's just an angel. She was an angel. I love her so much. Minnie Ripperton. Okay, let's get back to Rapid Phones here on WABC Talk Radio 77. People want to weigh in. Saul in Brooklyn, you've been holding. Saul, thank you. What's on your mind this afternoon? Finally, you take my phone call. I want to be fast. I hope you continue inviting the crazy that you invited 10 minutes ago and push this nonsense so the Republican Party finally gets blown out. I love what you're doing, man. Continue doing it. We're enjoying it. You Good. guys are lunatic. You need a speaker to run the Congress. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What, Saul, Saul, what is a lunatic? Got these people, not America. Jeremy what is Mandarin, a Saul? I don't understand. Stop saying America. Got these what is the a lunatic? We're going to do refinery. Thanks, Saul. All of them. Love you, Saul. Bye, Saul. Let's go to Pamela in central New Jersey. How are you, Pamela? <laughs> Uh, well, I've been better. Uh, uh, I've had to sit back this week and listen to elitist Republicans say horrible things about the Freedom Caucus, which means that they're insulting us, we the people. They forget, hello, we're out here. Uh, we have been called, and I can give you the names of the Republicans who have said it. Go but ahead. I'll make it quick. Uh Oh, okay. Well, Representative Crenshaw said uh, yesterday at the meeting to uh, Brian Kilmeade, uh, they're crying 13-year-old girls, which is misogynistic as well as totally insulting. Uh, we've been called blackmailers, boneheads, morons. Uh, you know, who, are, who do they think they're playing to? We they're playing the to themselves. This is the echo chamber inside D.C. If you don't go along with these Republicans and you don't go along with this establishment Republican club that they have there, then they will call you every name in the book. And they will tell you that it's immoral what you're doing, that you're stupid. Those are words I've heard. I've heard the words legislative terrorist. I've heard we're taking hostages and holding up them hostage from doing the American people's work. Oh, like what? Like signing another $1.7 trillion spending bill? Oh, yeah, that's the American people's work. These people, I'm telling you, that there is a reason why this is happening, and they are the reason. Thank you, Pamela. Love you. Thank you. Let us go to Don in Florida. Don, welcome. How are you? Oh, God bless you, Bo. I've been listening to you and, and, uh, and uh, Limbaugh since 1996, and I'm so happy that this is happening in Congress right now. The Republicans, the rhinos, and the establishment Republicans need to get their butts together and understand that um, Donald Trump was elected to drain the swamp, and he, he swam uphill against Congress and the Senate and all the Democrats. They tried to stop him. He, he rebuilt our economy. He restored our respect in the world. He did a masterful job of, of uh, starting And he COVID. did it all the while with a knife sticking, a political knife sticking in his back 
from the last House Speaker that begat Kevin McCarthy, that would be Paul Ryan. Enough of these backstabbers, people in Congress who say one thing to the American constituents when they're running for election, get there and then play to themselves and their little Washington, D.C. inside Boys and Girls Club. Enough. Sandra, New Jersey, welcome. You're on with James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdy. How are you? Oh, good evening, James. I, I wanted to say that I would love to see Jim Jordan be our next Speaker of the House. I wonder why he doesn't want it. I do know that James Polk, the 11th president, um, was Speaker of the House, then became president. So I'm wondering, maybe Jim Jordan thinks if he becomes Speaker of the House, he can't become president. I don't know. But I also have to say that Donald Trump was saying, if we don't go with McCarthy, we'll, we'll end up with zero. I don't know what you think about that. I love Donald Trump, and you all know it, but here's what I think about that. I think Donald Trump is, uh, quite frankly, has forgotten some of the things that Kevin McCarthy said about him. Uh, That's what I think. Because Kevin McCarthy has also ragged Donald Trump behind his back and in private. Well, that's it for today. We'll be back tomorrow, and hopefully tomorrow... It will be another, well, you know, they're going to get back together at 8 o'clock. We'll see what happens. And we'll be here to tell you all about it. And maybe we're going to hear from Uncle Lenny tomorrow. I can't wait till we can play that. (sighs) Cats at night up next. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. Thank you so much for being here. Love you, love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. (laughs) 